So, if you guys are like, where's Anthony? I have no idea where he is. Well, my name's also Anthony, so here I am. Uh, on top of that, Anthony called the staff yesterday uh, afternoon and said he was really sick and throwing up. And so last evening, he said, I can't make it. So I'm just going to share with you a little on my heart. <laughs> and then we're going to go from there. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you that uh, days like today, they don't surprise you. You know all things. Lord, I just pray for our hearts now. I pray that we are open to receive the truth of your word and um, that you would use it to penetrate our lives. God, I pray that we would come to a place of just ultimate surrender to you, laying everything down to know you and experience you and understand who you are and then to live our lives to glorify you. So God, I uh, just pray um, that you'd fill me up with your spirit. Lord, uh, I know it's not about what I say. It's really about your spirit working through your word. And so, God, I just pray that you convict us this morning of that. In Jesus' name, amen. So I just want to share for a couple minutes. Uh, but what I've noticed recently is I've had a couple different conversations with people that have just said, you know, I feel like I'm just not moving forward in my relationship with God. Uh, I'm just stuck. Maybe I've been a Christian for a long time. I don't know how to go forward with this. I see other people. And they're like super excited and they're raising their hands in worship or they're just, they just seem to be getting so much more out of it than I do. And I just feel stuck. Has anyone ever felt like that? My hand is in the air. If you think you're alone, literally look at all the other hands that were up there really fast. They went down super fast. Let's put them up there again. Who's all felt like that? Oh, man, tons and tons of people. So I've had multiple conversations about this lately, and it just struck me. Um, I was thinking about my own life. So I grew up going to a small little church in a small community in Michigan. Uh, I believed in Jesus at an early point in my um, life. And, but it just didn't really go anywhere from there. Like, I knew that God was real, or at least I felt like God was real. I believed that Jesus was real, but it wasn't until a certain point in my life where everything changed. That point for me came when I was out of high school, and I was a part of this church, um, a bunch of college students. But the reality is that I saw all these other college students that had something that I didn't have. So when they were singing, I just felt like they were singing to someone. You know what I mean? Like they were like talking to someone, not just singing songs. I grew up in a church where I just sang songs because I felt like that's what you do. But then when I looked on their faces, I saw they were singing to someone. And then when the pastor opened up the Bible, it's like all these people had journals and notebooks. And I was like, this is not <laughs> what I have grown up doing at all. And so I just started to realize that what they had was something that I didn't have. Because I had an idea of God, <clears throat> but I didn't have a close relationship with him. And I think everything started to change in my life once I actually made the decision to surrender to Jesus and like come to this place where I say, my life is not mine. It is yours. Whatever you want for me, that's what I want. God, I'm done. I kind of get to this place where I said, I'm done with, you know, this relationship that I had with this girl that wasn't honoring to God. I'm done with the way that I'm, like, handling my money. I'm done with the choices that I'm making. I'm done with that. Like, now I actually want your will. And I felt like that was the biggest thing in my life, where I had to make a choice to say, God, I surrender to you. Whatever you want for my future, whatever you want for my life, whatever you want for me, I want that. And I honestly feel like that is something that I have to come back to a lot in my life, continually coming to an all-out surrender to Jesus because 
I feel like it's in the midst of an absolute, like, I'm done with this. I want you. That's where intimacy with Jesus grows. And I just want to share this, uh, this one verse this morning. <clears throat> it's uh, uh, Psalm 25, verse 14. So we'll put it up on the screen, too. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you to go there. Psalm 25, verse 14. It says, The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes known to them his covenant. I really like how this verse says, the friendship of the Lord. Other translations may say, the Lord confides in those who fear him. That confides is like there's a closeness. It's like we're friends. We're talking with each other. We're sharing what's going on. And I love this idea of friendship because what I didn't have was friendship with Jesus, like a, like a, a relationship with God that was real and close where I felt him moving in my life. I heard his voice. I didn't have any of that. And it says, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. And fear, we've talked about this at Riverview a little bit, it doesn't mean being afraid. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go run in fear, I'm going to hide in the corner. That's not what fearing the Lord means. Fearing the Lord means that I have this utmost awe and reverence for who he is. Like I talked about during worship today, the God that we serve is the one that made the trillions of stars in the sky. Think about that. The God that we serve is the one that knows every grain of sand on the beach. And he also knows how many grains of sand we pick up when we walk to our car. And he also knows how many stay in the car and how many go in the house. Like, just start thinking about the magnitude of the God that we serve. This God is absolutely awesome and incredible. And so we're supposed to live in this, like, reverence and awe of him, but yet also know that he desperately and completely loves us. Like, if you have Jesus in your life, you are completely forgiven. There is no distance between you and God. That's all been done for. So we know this awesome magnitude of God, but instead of running away in fear, we press into him knowing that every single one of our sins has been done and taken care of by Jesus on the cross. And I think that this was like one of the biggest things in my life was that I had known about Jesus. I loved the fact that Jesus died for me. I loved the fact that Jesus loved me. But I wasn't respecting him. I wasn't fearing him. I wasn't recognizing him as Lord of my life. I wasn't saying, I'm done with all this other stuff. Whatever was in my life at that moment, I just said, God, I want your will for this relationship with this girl. And his will was for that to be done, right? And then this beautiful woman named Jess came into my life, married her. Story went way better, right? Thank you, Greg. Yeah, okay. But there are so many other things that I just had to come to this place to say, God, search my heart, which is what it talks about in Psalm 139. It says, search me, know me, see if there's any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. I'd never really done that before, God, before. Just to come before God and say, whatever you see in my life, help me to see it, and then I don't want it. Um, and does that mean that I live the rest of my life absolutely perfectly and never messed up again? Absolutely not. But there was one hard choice where I said, I really want Jesus. I want your will. It doesn't matter if this life gets way harder or way easier. I want your will. It doesn't matter if it's going to lead me towards something that I'm not excited about. I want your will for me, and I want that. And I feel like me doing that opened up this relationship with God that I had not known before, then I feel like that's also his heart for us, is that we would come to this place, kind of like that line in the sand type of thing, like, 
I used to think Tony number one, Tony number two, right? So uh, you had Tony number one, um, and then surrendered to Jesus, said, whatever you want for my life, I want that. Even if I don't know what that looks like, I want that. And then Tony number two came out, you know? Tony 2.0, I like to say. Uh, and Tony 2.0 wasn't perfect, but Tony 2.0 was shining with the righteousness of Christ because it was about Jesus' righteousness and not my own. And I feel like what that did for me is it's just like, I, once I made one choice, then I started to make more choices. You know, like you're, you're working out your muscles. You know, I, I obviously don't do that all the time, but, you know, some, some of you people do. The more you do it, the more you can, you know, put up, the more weight you can carry. And I just felt like the Lord needed me to surrender once. And then more and more as I did that, like, it just, I grew to hear his voice and then to choose to say yes to what he was saying. And I feel like it wasn't just a one-point time in my life. I kind of have to go back to that because if I'm honest, there are times where I am so excited to worship with you guys and to sing and I can't wait to like get up here and hear the church singing. And there are other times where I'm just like, all right, make a choice to do this today. You know, like, Lord, I know that you deserve it. I'm not so much feeling it in my heart, but I know you deserve it. So I'm going forward. And when I feel like that in my heart, um, I go back to are there things within my life right now that I have not brought to the Lord? Are there things that the Holy Spirit is whispering inside of my heart that he wants me to surrender? And have I done that yet? You know, one guy, um, uh, kind of a mentor in my life, he used to say, what's the last thing Jesus asked you to do? Did you do it? Super simple, but very hard and very convicting, you know? Was it to surrender something? Was it to go knock in your neighbor's door and invite him to church? Was it to end a relationship? Was it to start tithing, to actually let go of your money and say, God, I don't know how this is all going to work out, but I'm going to put that at your feet. And speaking about tithing, it's not at all about that God needs the money. It's because God doesn't want money to control our hearts. And for me, that was another thing where I was like, okay, God, I don't really want to let that go. <laughs> because I'm not really sure how much more I'll have left. But we're going to start trusting you because I made that decision to say whatever you want for me is what I want for me. <clears throat> and so I just want to encourage you, just really simply, just to think about that. Go, can you throw that verse back up there again? The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him. He makes known to them his covenant. Um, I want to encourage us all at Riverview to strive after fearing the Lord, which is not being afraid of him, knowing that he is completely gracious and loving. If we have Jesus, we're completely forgiven. But then also living our lives in reverence that he is actually the Lord of all creation. He's so much bigger, so much more powerful than we ever understand. And if we've surrendered to Jesus, like, let's live that way. And I just want to add one thing on there, too. If you walk away from this and think, like, I have to really try super hard in my own strength to, like, surrender to Jesus, that's going to be an epic failure, so please don't do that. The way this works is to say, God, right now, I choose, you know, it says in the scripture, like, choose today who you're going to serve. I choose to serve you. Now I need your spirit, your power to help me. And that's the awesome thing about our God is that when we choose to do that, he's like, okay, great. I'm waiting for you. Let's go. And he's like, we, you know, surrender. And then he picks us up and he's taking us on to do things that we never thought were possible because he is now working in our lives. So I want to just encourage you with that in, um, Hopefully that speaks to where your heart is. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, you are so good. Um, and for the longest time, I didn't want to trust you. And even right now in my life, I feel like there are things that you're calling me to do that I'm 
anxious about. And But I know that I want to trust you because I do know that it's worth it. And I know that you're good. And I know that you're faithful. And so, Lord, I just pray for every single person in our church. I pray, God, that um, if there are people in here who have never taken a firm stand to say, I want what you want. I'm done with living life my own way. If there's people that are in that place, I pray that they do that today. Just say, God, I want what you want. And then if there's others of us who have walked with you for a long time, but yet maybe we're holding on to sin or we're not listening to you, I pray that today would also be the day where we say, you know what, God, give me eyes to see, give me ears to hear your voice because I want to follow whatever you want me to do and help me to do it. So Lord, uh, we just worship you. You're a good God, so faithful in Jesus' name. Amen.